Today's episode of Opera Luscious is brought to you by our friends at Sydney's Closet. Sydney's Closet, they size up glamour. Plus size dresses for women and teens are their specialty. That is their entire focus. They are dedicated exclusively to designing dresses for plus size customers with real curves. Consider it their passion for fashion. Sydney'sCloset.com Welcome to Opera Luscious, where opera meets lifestyle. On today's show, we are going to discuss what actually is so special about opera. I'm joined by another talented guest and my opera colleague right here from the D.C. area, Mr. Dwayne Moody. Mr. Moody is an international tenor who has performed with some of the most famous opera houses in the world, such as the Royals Festival Hall, the Tel Aviv Opera, New York City Opera, Dayton Opera, Des Moines Opera, and he is also Associate Professor at Berklee College of Music and has performed such roles as Sport in Life from the Gershwin's Porgy and Bess, as well as the off-Broadway production in the critically acclaimed Three More Tenors. And he is now currently an, on, an ongoing journey with singing quartet Inspirata. So, <laughs> sorry, anytime we get together, it's oh, just they, a Oh, hey, hey, it's all good. So I wanted to say thank you again for joining us, You're Dwayne. welcome. I really appreciate My it. My pleasure. So let's just jump right into it. Let's jump. Tell... Tell our viewers a little bit more about who you are as an artist. Me as an artist, um, <laughs> an artiste. <laughs> How about struggling? No. Um, <laughs> but I'm about <laughs> No, I would think as an artist. Um, fortunately for me, I've been able to, you know, again, span the globe for different, you know, co opera companies all over the world for about 15, 20 years. Yeah. I've had the pleasure of, you know, doing my Kennedy Center recital what, in, 90, in 1997 mm -hmm. or what have you. But as an artist, I would have to say that my humility, I'm try I'm becoming more humble yeah. at the older I get because I'm realizing that um, the business of artistry and music and music or what have you is truly that a business. Yeah. And um, no matter how I hate to say this, but you know, it's interesting how sometimes your artistry is kind of pressed down for the yeah. whole marketing gimmick thing. Right. And it, I went through like a little bit of a depression as mm -hmm. an artist or what have you, also as a person. Um, I'm not ashamed to say that. No. Um, where I definitely doubt my There's no my stigma art. anymore on, oh. on any sort of anything like mental. There's oh. no stigma anymore. Just call so me feel Sybil. good. Just take your meds. Call me You're Sybil. fine. Call me Sybil. I'm, fine. I'm fine. Take fine. your meds. That's it. There, there, it's a tool. You're right. But when you, you get know? to that spot where you mm -hmm. feel as if you've given any and everything you can for your art, because again, for me, it wasn't about the gimmick. It wasn't about making a whole bunch of money. It was about right. really just working on a consistent basis. But when you are taken down, not necessarily taken down a peg, but you're taken down of your cloud of your artistry or what have you, and you're, you literally, you allow them to break you. What I mean mm -hmm. by people that are in the business, mm -hmm. people you work with, people you work for, mm -hmm. things of that nature. So this brings us to my next question, yeah. which is, what's so special about opera? <laughs> and I feel like, you said all of these things, mm -hmm. I feel like opera is also at that point of transformation because they're realizing People are not supporting the opera. People don't know what the opera is sometimes. Right. People have preconceived notions of what opera is. Right. So in your terms, what is opera? For me, what opera is, it is fantasy. Mm -hmm. It is verismo. 
it is history, it is artistry, it is a bridge to another world that say some people may not have the mm -hmm. advantages of being a part of. Um, it's fun, mm -hmm. it's compelling, it is rejuvenating if you allow it to be. Yeah. It can be quite depressing as well um, to know that, peop that you know, every heroine dies at the end of the opera. But, <laughs> but as far as opera in general, um, it's a life force. Yeah. It's energy. It's it really is. Yeah, and it's something that, you know, it, it, and I'm not going to say that it's an acquired taste because when I started to develop my kinship or liking or loving to opera mm -hmm. or what have you, it had nothing to do with me wanting to be an opera singer. It had everything to do with me wanting to learn how to sing better. Right. Because like every person that I know, especially within the African-American black community, we started in church, mm -hmm. you know. And so I just knew that I can sing, but I just wanted to learn how to sing. Right. And then I discovered that I had a, a timbre for opera, what have you. And so as I studied and as I had the exposure as well as the help, in a sense, or the guidance from several D.C. public school music teachers. I can name them all. Yeah, and one of them is actually uh, the godmother to my daughter. And, I mean, that's exactly where mm -hmm. I had my first... My mom was an opera singer. Right. But that's exactly D.C. public schools yeah. is where I had my first, like, aha moment with yeah. music. And it was because of a music teacher who mm -hmm. really identified something. Right. And brought it to my parents' attention. Exactly. And even today, she's like one of my biggest supporters. And there you go. That was Miss Gaskins? Or no, Miss uh, Crawford. Ms. Elizabeth Crawford oh, at Rabot Junior High. Miss ah. Rabot Junior High is no longer, but okay. I think it's now like a charter school or something. Yeah, well, like every other school. But no, well, we, we won't go there. <laughs> that's another subject altogether. Anywho. Anywho, yes. All right. So why should people like classical music? Why should, why should they even give a hoot? Well, I think the, the one of the reasons why they should give a hoot because it, it sets a foundation. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not saying that classical European technique is, is, is just the only foundation. Right. As we know, classical music can stem from Indian classical music. It can stem from African music mm -hmm. of, of drums and things of that nature, That's or even point. their own chanting as well. It can stem from um, Far Eastern, Pacific Eastern, or what have you, in that mm -hmm. classical realm or what have you. But what it does, it allows you to understand that you are not the only culture in this world. Because, again, we're not just talking about classical European. When you talk about classical music, that's a very broad mm -hmm. term. But for the sake of purposes, intent and purposes, or what have you, let's deal with the European aspect of classical mm -hmm. music. And, again, for me, it just represents a foundation of being able to take whatever you have as far as your talent is concerned, mm -hmm. and then doing whatever kind of music you want to do. Um, for me, studying opera and getting into opera and finding the minimal work that I was able to find in opera, I discovered that I had to find other means of work. Mm -hmm. And so that's, for me, was what helped me, why opera is important. Mm -hmm. Opera is important because of foundation. Classical music is important because of foundation. History mm -hmm. as well. Um, again, not being boxed into your own culture or what have you. There's a big old world out there. Mm -hmm. And so many people are not, I guess they aren't able to be a part of that huge big world for whatever reason, unfortunately, mainly through financial and economic mm -hmm. and even socioeconomic conditions. Um, but for me, born in Ward 8, raised in southeast Washington, right. D.C., the hood or what have you, and I still live there, I have not moved, um, because I want to be a beacon to my community as it is. But being Ward 8 Southeast raised or what have you, 
I grew up with Go-Go. I grew up with Motown, yeah. Philly Sound. That was always in my house. Like I said, when I learned how, when I was taking lessons from Sam Bonds, that's when I learned or got garnered the ability to love the world of opera because it was something that I had never been a really uh, accustomed to or what have you. Of sure, we saw Lee and Team Price on television. Mm -hmm. We would just thought it was a big old black lady who can sing, mm -hmm. who's got a big old mouth or what mm -hmm. have you. You know, no one really thought anything of it until you actually get into it. Yeah. But again, in order for you to get into it, you have to be exposed to it. But because they're taking so much money away from school systems and especially in music programs yeah. and school systems, it's becoming next to nil for people to get a different exposure except what they're used to on the radio. Here's the other thing I find interesting, especially about just <clears throat> classical music yeah. in general. Um, people don't realize that the arts was such a huge part of a strong foundation huge. in ancient Greece. It huge. was Everywhere. the primary. You had to have music, art, Even in Egypt? literature. Yes. Africa, and it, Niger, and, and everything, it, everywhere. It, it just boggles my mind how so many school districts are not seeing it like that anymore. They don't see it as literally a foundation to a human being. Like well, these are the things that shape you. These are the <laughs> things where what's going on in the world is is heard through music. Right. It's seen through it, it's seen through the art. It's right. seen through or, or read, you know, through literature. Exactly. The thing about it is that when you do that, when you become educated and you become more well rounded, you begin to think. And <laughs> when you think, unfortunately you do not become part of the norm of what society is or mm -hmm. what they think you ought to be. And so it's very dangerous when you have a multitude of people who are highly educated and not necessarily highly educated but well-rounded in their education. Mm -hmm. this is a very that's a very dangerous concept for people who don't want to let go of certain powers. Mm -hmm. And um, I think mm -hmm. if the multitude of people were to become more educated and have the ability to be more well-rounded in education, we wouldn't have so much craziness going on in yeah, our political system I agree. today. I agree. Um, but because there's been a dumbing down effect mm -hmm. um, in our education with no particular regulation or guidelines of anything, people are just teaching whatever, mm -hmm. you know, and just taking people's money and not really giving any kind of a quality education. It's really pathetic. So, so how do you really feel? How do I really <laughs> feel? But well, being an educator, though, you know, I see it all the time. No, I, I, you I know, especially it. in the field of music, which is unfortunately not respected as, say, a person who would get a degree, a medical degree, or what have you. Who, mind you, can be just as in debt as anybody else. So, Excuse do me. you find the the <laughs> do you find that classical art form, the classical art form, yeah. is still as important today as it was? <clears throat> 3,000 years ago. Do I think it is as important? Mm -hmm. Or relevant? Is oh, it it's relevant? relevant? Oh, it's very relevant. It's still very relevant. Mm -hmm. Anything dealing with history and technique and foundation is important. If you just take somebody who has a great body and tell them, oh, you have a great body, very muscular, let mm -hmm. me just put you in the decathlon, they're going to fail after the first event or come in dead last. You so, have to have that foundation. I have a question as we round out this yeah. segment. What is your opera luscious <coughs> tip of the day for all of Ooh, us? Your opera divas, luscious divas for the there. divos and divas out there, honey. I'm both. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I told you I'm simple. <laughs> no, um, my I, I would say opera luscious moment. Honestly, to tell you the truth, is to love yourself. Mm, that's a good one. Love yourself because that's universal. This, that's so this good. business, no matter what you do in life, people are gonna drive you crazy. And in order for you to deal with craziness, you have to be centered in who you are as a person. You have to love yourself, all of who you are. Even if society as a whole says, oh, I don't like that. Mm -hmm. You have yep. to let that go. 
Well, I really appreciate this conversation. It was wonderful as always. You go, Brie Girl. I'm so proud of you. I can't take <laughs> it anymore. You. I can't take it. Well, thank you again for joining us, Dwayne. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm your host, Brie Cooper, for Opera Luscious, where opera meets lifestyle.